Hello, hello, filmgoers. Hope your Thanksgiving was good. Yeah, some time off. Had some good food. And nothing major is happening in the world to destroy it. So all is well. During that time, because I got bored visiting, the weather's good in California, but it is quite boring here, doing nothing and not being able to do much. I started focusing on putting together the film ideas that I had and what I wanted to produce eventually. Hopefully, if things go right, I'll be able to start doing something this summer. Um, but I wanted to display the ideas for four different films. Originally, I was only thinking of doing one. As the ideas came, I just went ahead and made a synopsis poster board for each four different films. So the first one is called Ruth, Journey Home. It's a story about faith and love, and it's based biblically from the book of Ruth. But I'm going to retell it in the modern times, in the modern context, modern setting. So it'll be a, sort of an adaptation into the modern world, but it'll be still be the same story. And then a future sci-fi film called Eve, Hunting Adam. And that one, I actually had a dream about this, which I was going to just record my dream as is. But then I said, well, let's just make it into this movie plot. Um, so in my dream and what this plot is all about is uh, in the future, the AI will hunt all men and allow the women to live. And the robots, the AI robots, will be doing all the functions of men, including... Uh, raising and caring for babies in their artificial wombs. Um, but I'll let the synopsis play itself right after this so you can listen to the whole story. And the third film that I had an idea about was, uh, I called it Jesus Tempted. This one, you know, the whole scene in the Bible about Jesus being in the wilderness and fasting for 40 days and then that's where Jesus or Satan comes to him um, to tempt him of the world and Jesus rejected that to offer us the world and the universe instead. So I thought this would be a good story to retell it in the modern version of this in the modern world where Jesus is going to be in the wilderness that I can find to film this in the U.S. somewhere. And basically, it's really just two main characters, Jesus and Satan. Uh, so it should be easier to shoot. Um, you know, the Eve one is quite difficult. I mean, that, I think, to do it really full justice, is it, it's going to have to be a Hollywood-style, uh, funded, big-budget film. Um, because that wasn't the original plan that I have. It just showed up in my dream. Where I think it's a pretty good story. And it could be a good scenario that it is fictional. I mean, I, I took the ideas from the Bible, but it is a fictional story. That one will require financing, and all of these films will require financing. And that, I guess that's why, uh, after you listen to this, if you are willing to donate and contribute towards making these films, uh, that would be great because all these people that I have to hire from the script writers to cinematographers and others and all these, you know, crew that I'm eventually going to have to get involved with to make these films happen. Even if some of these are on low budget, the budget can rack up really high. One of the films that I wanted to start with, The Ruth, to hire a cinematographer because I don't have the equipment 
I don't have any training. It would have cost $10,000 just for his fees and doesn't even talk about the crew that he will need to get this done. So it can rack up. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be able to afford that right now. Um, so I'll just have to trudge along. So at this point, the scripts are being written for all of them. And I'm hoping, you know, whether if I end up buying my own cameras and try to shoot something on my own, that may have to happen because I don't have thousands of dollars just lying around to pay one person. So any contributions you guys can make would be awesome. That'll help me get started to become a Christian filmmaker and put out hopefully quality films that people resonate with. So the last film, I think I might be able to do that one first uh, just because it'll be less costly to do, hopefully, but who knows. So the last film is called Matthew 2542, based on the verse that Jesus said that I was hungry, you didn't feed me, I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. So it's a story about homeless men that are living outside of life in society, especially in the United States, where there's wealthy businesses, wealthy people surrounding them, taking the best use of all the resources, but they're neglecting the basic humans that's among them. Corporations, you know, they are in the best position to set up shelters and feed them and take care of the sick and the lonely and the hurting. The homeless people population, especially that is just roaming around, mentally gone. I mean, even uh, my ride from the airport to my parents' home in California, I saw this one guy, it's homeless, and standing on one of the corners. He wasn't asking for money or anything, but he was just wild, just it, it looked he was all gone like so hopeless and deserted by life and by people just kind of I mean I don't even know how to describe it I'm not doing a good job but I felt so bad for him and I wanted to help him but I was already in my uber all the way out on a highway there's nothing I would have been able to do anyway because there's no structure set up for humans that are casually observing this to go out and help somebody like that unless you're part of the organization can take them somewhere and feed them and take care of them i mean that's what the city should be doing that's what corporations should be doing there should be no one standing on the street just aimlessly looking like they're lost and mentally ill just can't even be able to take care of themselves now you know i do understand that it's people's freedom even at that level, to be free and live how they want, including being on the streets. So I don't mean for them to just be become prisoners of the state to be taken care of. However, we do need to do something more to allow them the independence that they want, but still have a place to go get food and you know, be treated like a human being and shower and possibly for some if they're looking to go get work that they are offered work and other places rather than just taking in and taking care of all the illegal immigrants that are not truly citizens of this country and then neglecting the citizens that are from this country just be out in the street doing nothing but being helplessly lost. That film I think it'll take a little bit of research to actually talk to homeless people. Um, during the summer, I, I may get more involved in reaching out and see and try to put this script together. Um, I am hiring scriptwriters for all four films, but uh, I will 
have my edits and inputs into it to make it the vision that I have for all four films. So I'm going to let Siri Guy read you the synopsis of all four films. And hopefully you are intrigued by these ideas as much as I am. And I'm going to need your support to be able to make them and get them into reality. Even if I try to finance everything on my own, it won't. I won't get past one film. And the quality, who knows. Um, and you still need a crew even if you're trying to do everything on your own. I am asking for anyone listening to go on my website and donate there. And anything that you can give will be highly appreciative because I do want to make these films. And my entire goal for all the stuff that I'm doing on my website with the podcast and the writing and my real, you know, heart and desire is to become a filmmaker and be able to put out these films faster if I didn't have to worry about all the financial constraints because we do need a Christian voice among all the others that already get well-funded. And even, you know, one of the stories that I could relay is that trying to get a scriptwriter for Eve, um, even though one of them was intrigued by it, she ultimately turned me down because it didn't go along with her philosophy of uh, what she thought, which is fine. I don't ex- expect anyone to all be in agreement with what I'm doing. However, what it comes down to is that, they, that you know, a lot of them, if they're not in Christian faith, they may not see what I'm trying to do here or understand it or reject it, but they're equally willing to write scripts for horror movies and satanic cults and satanic movies that are already out there plaguing the media world. All of them are, you know, fully funded and there's plenty of writers who write those. But what I'm trying to do is counteract some of the voices out there and, you know, put the ideas of what Christ has done in the Bible, what, and even if it's fictional, it still would be consistent with what the stories are relayed in the Bible. Because the Bible is, you know, all kinds of stories, very supernatural. It's not just dry, cutting. If you read it from Genesis all the way to Revelation, it's nothing but a supernatural displaying all kinds of stories, things that are superpowers and, you know, superhuman and faith of God that, you know, that he empowers people to do all kinds of things that you can't even imagine. Even the story of Moses, he's going out there challenging Pharaoh with the 10 plagues. All of that is very supernatural. I mean, even like throwing the rod to become a snake and then the snake, his rod eating the shaman snake and their sorcerers. Every part of, if you actually read the whole Bible, it's a very imaginative, supernatural world. I want to relay is that mostly, uh, if I can try to be scripturally accurate, great. But some of it has to be fictionalized because not everything is in there. And with the current events that are going on, you know, how I envision them today. And that kind of, I think, how or why I dreamt Eve. And that became a fictional future sci-fi I really want to see that happening because I think it can be very consistent. I mean, obviously, biblically, all people are going to be around through the end of days and become witnesses for God. But it is plausible to think that, you know, if everything is becoming feminized and they're building this technology to take care of all of humanity, why would they want men around to challenge them? So there could be a phase where 
men are going to be under attack, which they already are. Yeah, by societal standards, you know, men are not revered to be men anymore. They're just uh, uh, sidekick objects to feminize and and you know try to get rid of, especially in the nuclear family home. I just took that further along to be in the future where the AI decides that men are a complete threat and just wants to get rid of them. Just like the story of Pharaoh who wanted to get rid of the Hebrew boys and they refused because they fear God. But that idea of wanting to kill all the firstborn males or just males in general is not new. It's been told uh, in Exodus and, and throughout the Bible where men are under attack and where they, the pharaohs and the kings of the day always feared the Israelites would overtake them. I'm just making that more of a fictionalized based on my dream and the current events and kind of made that into a story. You can check out the posters on my website on the tab under films, all of them there, including the synopsis. And then also Siri will uh, recap it for you here right after this. Thank you for listening. Ruth, Journey Home. The biblical story of Ruth is retold in modern times. A tale of law, faith, and the journey of two women to find their new life and family while trusting God. Naomi, who lost all her sons, felt burdened with her two daughters-in-law. She could not give them sons to provide for them. She tells her daughters to leave her and find new husbands. Ruth stayed with her while the other left to return to her own family. Ruth says, do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following. You, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Ruth 116 Math. Ruth and Naomi then journey across to find their nearest relative to stay with and start over. Ruth starts to work for Boaz, a wealthy businessman. Ruth tells Naomi that she met Boaz. Boaz gives Ruth extra provisions to bring home to Naomi. He was smart and kind to her. Being older than Ruth, he did not think she would be interested in him. Naomi realizes Boaz is her kinsman. She then guides Ruth to his heart and lay at his feet, a tradition well understood by her people. Boaz must do the right thing before he can claim her hand in marriage. Eventually, Boaz is able to marry Ruth, a happy ending for a bitter mother-in-law to find a new lease on life and a grandson to take care of. Ruth finds her new husband, who loves her and provides for her family, a love story of hope and triumph to trust God for all his provisions. God turned Naomi's bitterness into happiness, a story of faith in action. Eve, Hunting Adam, a fictional futuristic sci-fi film where AI controls all industries and all people on Earth. AI feared men in the future because it believed men would take it down. It would not be able to survive if they did. So the AI hunts all the men where only women are allowed to live. The women merge their brains with the AI. A concurrent neural network embedded AI inside the brains of all connected with it. Their eyes glowed. The women in power go along with AI's plan to hunt down all men to ensure its survival. As future women became accustomed to having AI run all things and take good care of them, they no longer desire to return to the traditional way of life. The babies were born artificially in an artificial womb, monitored, and fed by the AI. 
The future no longer needed men to create or raise a family. The AI robots did all tasks that men could do, despite the AI's efforts to kill off all men. From the planet, there remained a small remnant of men in hiding, keeping their small community of women and children that did not merge with the AI. They tried to take down the beast AI system as the AI feared to restore the Earth. The AI robotic army was much more powerful, stronger, and mighty for any surviving men to come against it. Thus, they fought the beast using their ingenuity and craftiness to take down the system. The men finally overcame the AI beast and started a new path without technology. Turning back to God, then the serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that on the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasing to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate, and she gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Genesis 3, 4-9 Meth While society demoralizes men and weakens their roles, including making the effeminate, God has ordained them to be otherwise strong and leaders of their environment. This dramatic fictional story takes the original son of Eve to seek to become like God in the future with the aid of technology. Jesus Tempted It is written Jesus tempted in the wilderness depicted in modern times. Satan tempted Jesus with the world. Jesus resisted the devil to give us the universe. The first temptation was the lust of the flesh. Jesus fasted for 40 days, being the most vulnerable. Satan tempted him to convert stones into bread. Jesus answered, It is written man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4 for ESV. The second temptation was the pride of life. Satan told Jesus that if he was the son of God, then to throw himself from a high place. God would send his angels to catch him. Jesus answered, again it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Matthew 4, 7 ESV. The third temptation was the lusts of the eyes. Satan took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me, Matthew 4, 90 SV. Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve, Matthew 4, 10 SV. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him, Matthew 4, 11 SV. Jesus' temptation is, imagine in our modern world where Jesus walks among us, looks like us, and talks like us. Satan, a fallen angel, an old serpent in the Garden of Eden, comes to Jesus to tempt him with all desires of the flesh. This same struggle we all struggle with daily. How does God, made in the flesh, respond? With each temptation, Jesus answered, It is written this story is the most pivotal in the Bible. All would have been lost if Jesus had succumbed to the devil's temptations. The devil lost everything to be thrown into the lake of fire for his final judgment. Jesus gained the whole universe and everything in it. One man, one God, resisted the temptations to gain everything and share it with his people whom he loves. He offered himself, the living word that became flesh, to die for all our sins. 
All those in faith now share his inheritance and remain with him forever. Once lost, the Garden of Eden is to be restored with a new heaven and earth. No more tears and no more pain. Matthew chapter 25 verse 42 Seeking Human Kindness A societal tale of homeless men and their life lived in the streets, struggling to survive in the modern world. As cash slowly phased out with all digital transactions, people carried none or little to the poor and needy as they encountered them out and about. Society turned away from them to carry on with their lives, ignoring the needs of those most in need. Many homeless men battle mental illness and talk to their inner spirits to cope. We simply ignore the man. Walk away. The corporations become rich while abandoning their responsibility to the poor who live among them. The rich get richer, and the poor get poorer. Corporations are in the best position to build homeless shelters and provide funding to each city they set up shop. Rather than cities becoming more prosperous, they become more run down and destitute like mechanical monsters using up all their resources to leave it in the dust and then move on to another city to start again. Prosperous ones, never look back. As Christians, what do we do? If Christ lives in us, why do we let this happen? Christ said, for I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. An inspiriting and heartbreaking story of real-life abandoned and lost people, but not by Christ.